We're talking about the fatherhood of God and it's a powerful message. And in the practical sense, he's always willing to answer prayer. We know that by what the Bible says in Jeremiah 33.3. Call unto me and I will answer you with things that you know not. Also, he longs for us to be his children. Jeremiah 3.19. He delights to show mercy. Micah 7.18. But he purposes that we may have life and have it to the full, John 10.10. He wants to set us free from fear. He desires to give man an eternal home. He wants all mankind to be saved, that none should perish. He wants to take care of our needs. The Bible says in Peter, cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. And in Psalm 62 verse 5, it says, find rest, O my soul, in God alone. Look, the plan and purpose of God through the ages has been to bring man back into full fellowship with him. We know this. All history is an unfolding of God's plan of redemption. Sin broke God's relationship with man, but from then on, God's plan of redemption was underway. God loves the world and desires to save it and mend the broken relationship. John 3.16 is a classic scripture for that. And in summary, guys... As disciples of Jesus, we need to know all these three persons of the Trinity, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, in order to have a balanced view of God. Two, our Heavenly Father is the perfect example of fatherhood. Matthew 5.48, knowing God as Father is fundamental to our life and faith. Remember that. Be reminded of that. Knowing God as Father God is so fundamental to our life of faith. God is our loving Father. To enjoy the relationship with the Father, we have to learn to trust Him. Huge issue with people is in trust. Trust God, but trust Him with all your life. And respond to His principles, His words, and His authority. And the last point, in view of who our Heavenly Father is, and what He has purposed us to be, let us respond to Him. With our love, John 14 verse 21 would tell us this, but with worship, John 4:23, for he is searching, the Father is searching those who would worship him in spirit and in truth, John 4:23 to 24. And of course, our last huge word, obedience. In obedience, let's respond to God the Father in obedience, John 14:15, 1 Peter 1, 12, verse 17. Romans 6 and verse 16 to 18. People, God bless you. I hope you enjoyed the message. God bless you. Amen. Uh, Hebrews 12.1. Let's, let's say hi to our podcast friends uh, because we're getting a lot of good hits on, on um, podcasts. And you can download the app to the iPhone and uh, you can hear our messages and I uh, recommend you do that. You can put your uh, earplugs in and you can listen to our great messages. But I did want to bless the, the men of the house and also all the people that subscribe to our church. A happy Father's Day to you. And this morning's message is about the fatherhood revealed. Praise God. And uh, the Bible does say in Hebrews 12:1, Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us...
us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us. So the great cloud of witnesses is a reference to the Hebrews chapter 11, the heroes of the faith. But it's also for me those heroes that have gone before us, maybe the martyrs, maybe the men of God and the women of God that have gone before us, even our wonderful and your mother uh, Jill that is an awesome she's there she's cheering C3 on and listen the men that served in the war the men that served uh, the kingdom and served as dads in their lifetime on this planet I believe they're cheering us on to be a mighty people of God but to be a mighty uh, a father, uh, a husband, and um, and look, I, I just think I, I'm hearing that we are surrounded right now and being cheered on as men to do our best, stand in, in this community, despite God being taken out of the calendar, we're going to be victorious. Is that right? So I just wanted to say that. Now, I honour my father too, because my father served in the war, he was in the Air Force, and... Um, but, you know, they, they have this, I'll just say this, uh, that however your father treated you, that's sometimes, you, that's sometimes how you perceive God or see God. Um, and, and so the feelings that are let, the residual value of the emotional value of your own father, now I've gotta be, we've got to be honest here, and, and real, because a lot of fathers weren't all that great. Some were just average. Some were very good. So there's a broad spectrum of, of you know, fathering and parenting right there. And uh, but some fathers have done. We've some of us have had really good fathering, and we thank God for that. I thank God for my father, who um, was a decent man, and um, but he was, I believe, banged up from the war and very shut down. And apparently they call it the silent generation where they never told you stuff and shared stuff with you and certainly didn't emotionally bleed with you stuff that they'd gone through because it was just too horrendous. And I've even heard stories of men who'd gone through the war had not even shared stuff until, until they get into their 80s and 90s. I even heard of a story the other day, a man who didn't even share stuff until he was 98. You know, so this stuff, I mean... You know, what I'm trying to say is this, that sometimes the residual value of our parents, of our fathers, can leave us with, um, with uh, I, I guess, a sort of a dysfunctional view of God the Father. Do you know what I'm saying? And we can transpose that on God the Father, especially for someone who had a, a horrendous upbringing from a father, they mightn't even try and approach God the Father. But they love Jesus. They see Jesus and they love him as Lord and Savior. And they love the Holy Spirit. But God the Father, look, please, uh, I'm not sure what that's all about. But this morning, I want to try and help you understand who God the Father is. He is very concerned of you. He's, he's very concerned about every detail of your life. I want to try and tease that out. I've, I've taken some scriptures and uh, I think I've built a good fair case to prove that Father God is truly trying his best to be a father to you. And as his child and as we are his children, we need to appropriate all the good stuff that Father God wants to give us. Because I think we'll, we will be stunted in our growth if we don't gravitate towards our Father God. 
we will be stunted and orphaned. We'll be actually orphaned and we talked about that whole deal. So I want to help us this morning and bring us to a place where I think we can understand that Father God is a good God, a caring God, and that we need to develop that relationship and begin to pray. Like I'll ask you right now, who prays to the Father? Well, who prays more to Jesus than to Father God? Let's see some hands right there. Who, play, who prays more to Jesus than to Father God? Yeah, sure. Well, that's, yeah, yeah, that's right, that's right, that's right. Probably not. Who prays to Father God? Who prays to Father? That's great. Well, that's excellent. That's fantastic. Well, let's have a look at this. 1 John 3, 1, if you could follow me with the scriptures, you can jot them down. I'm going to race through this because my time is already gone. But 1 John 3, 1, how great is the love the Father has lavished on us that we should be called children of God. You love that? The truth of the matter is that we are his children and he is our father. We have been adopted into the family of God. Is that right? Fatherhood has been revealed. Well, the name father is only, I think, 25 times in the Old Testament and 220 times in the New Testament. So there's a great big download of revelation in the New Testament of this revelation that Father God is one that we need to have this, this deep and profound relationship with. The word, the word father in Greek, I hope I get this right, it's spelled P-A-T-E-R and I think it's, spelled, I think it's pronounced pateia, which is a root word signifying nourisher, protector and upholder. The word again is pateia. I'll say that description again. It's a Greek word and it says this, it signifies this, nourisher, protector and upholder. That's what we should be as fathers. Nourisher, protector and upholder. I love that. Love that. And so we need to understand maybe some of this great uh, nature of our God. Moses, of course, did. He had a deep sense of fatherhood, of the fatherhood of God. And, he's, and this scripture goes like this in Hebrews 11:27. By faith, now Moses is a huge hero. I mean, he's looking down upon us now. He's, he's part of those ones who are in that, that, that witness, uh, in the witness looking down upon us. Moses has a deep sense of the fatherhood of God, of God. And this helped him to persevere through difficult times. And the scripture says in 11, 20, uh, Hebrews 11.27, by faith he left Egypt, not fearing the king's anger. He persevered because he saw him who was invisible. I believe when you see the Father, that you can do all things in Christ who strengthens you. If you can see the Father... Man, we're going to see us. If that soccer team could see the Father, our soccer team, what's their names again? The Crusaders. They need to hear this message. If they could see the Father like Moses saw the Father, they will win this Saturday. They will win like Moses won and got God's people out of that diabolical, diabolical um, captivity of Pharaoh. We can do stuff. I believe that I've only been able to step up into what God's called me to do because I saw the Father. I saw the Father. 
I know what it feels like to be on the soccer field and have a father on the sideline barracking for you and, and being there and, 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 you know, egging you on. I know what that feels like. And, I, and man, if we could have that as Christians, if we could have that as born-again believers, knowing the Father is there in a most profound sense, barracking for you, egging you on, encouraging you, looking you in the eye as a father would. I mean, you would, you would win the game of life. That's why Moses sang in Deuteronomy 32 verse 6, is, uh, is he not your father, your creator, who made you and formed you? God the Father. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. We need to have a balanced view of the true in God. I love the Holy Spirit. Who loves the Holy Spirit? I love the presence of God. I just want that around me in my car, at home, everywhere I go, in KL, you know, wherever I am, in the house, I certainly want the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit, you're here right now. I certainly want the Son, because without the Son, I am done. I'm not saved. I need the Son. But the Father, He's the one that chose us. He's the one that chose us. Jesus he, he sanctified us and the Holy Spirit seals it in the Holy Ghost. We need that. Um, and I did say for many years, I probably didn't pray to the Father a lot because we were in a battle birthing the church. And for me, Jesus was the commander of the army of the Lord. And I would pray to Jesus a whole lot, but I would not pray to the Father I just needed Jesus probably more than I thought I needed the Father, but I did need the Father as well. The ways that God reveals Himself as Father is through the prophets. It says that in Hebrews chapter 1, verse 1, and of course through the Word, through the Bible, and of course Jesus portrayed the Father in John 14, chapter 14 of John, the Gospel of John. Philip says, show us the Father, but you've seen the Father, you've seen me, Jesus said. If you've seen me, you've seen the Father, because I've been enacting the Father's will. I've been portraying His nature. I am actually like the Father. The Father's in me, and I am in the Father. The Father's in me, and I am in the Father. We are one of the same. Do you know what I'm saying? So that's how we see the Father. Of course, our real fathers, our real fathers represent ultimately our Father in heaven. And in Ephesians 3:14, I'm just quickly going through this because I really want to get to the scripture. Uh, For God is the originator of all fatherhood. Ephesians 3:14. For this reason, I kneel before the Father, from whom His whole body in heaven and on earth derives its name. And so all fathers have a capacity to represent Father God, in fact. They do. If they subscribe to the Father, especially. You know what I'm saying? So Luke 11, 11, which of your fathers, if you, and now he makes a comparison. He's trying, to get, he's trying to say something with this scripture. Luke 11, 11, which of your fathers, if your son asks for a fish, will give him a snake instead? Or if he asks for an egg, we'll give him a scorpion. If you then, though you are evil, if us, who are sort of, you know, not perfect, 
He's saying, if you who are evil know then how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? I'm going to make a little point of that a little later on. How much more, if we're willing, if Andrew, if you're so willing to give Charlie and Joey all those great things that you give your children, how much more is the Father wanting to bless us who's perfect, absolutely perfect, unconditional love? unbridled love I mean how much more and so the father the father wants us to give us this great gift of the Holy Spirit John 14 26 probably the most I think the most important the most important facet and ingredient and inclusion into your Christian life to know the father is to have this great gift of the Holy Spirit who can say amen to that uh, John 14:26. But the Counselor, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send, the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I have told you. So the Holy Spirit right there is giving witness to the Father. It's amazing when you let the Holy Spirit slide out of your life, you lose perspective of who your Father is, that He's your protector, that He's your provider, that he's your nourisher, that he upholds you. This awesome revelation of who the Father is should be ever, ever reminded to us in every day by the Holy Spirit, you know what I mean? Otherwise, we become these Aussies that are self-sufficient. I can do this. As long as I can see Jesus, I'm cool, I'm saved. But it's not like that in the kingdom. We've got to understand this profound sense of God's love towards us by the Father. 1 Corinthians 2.10 But God has revealed it to us by His Spirit, the fatherhood of God. He's revealed it to us by His Spirit. The Spirit searches all things, even the deep things of God. For who among men knows the thoughts of a man except the man's spirit within him? In the same way, no one knows the thoughts of God except the Spirit of God. We have not received the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit who is from God, God the Father, that we may understand what God has freely given us. So it's the Holy Spirit again that is, I believe, especially with the youth, that are finding a realization and a revelation of Father God. Because so many of our youth are fatherless and are separated from decent fathering. Let's be honest. Apparently, 80% of kids out there do not have a right relationship with their father. Even in the last book of Malachi in the Old Testament, it, it says that the hearts of the fathers return to the uh, hearts of the children. The children return to the hearts of the fathers. The spirit of Elijah that will sweep the nation in these days that I believe is happening already. What's that? I believe it's this. It's God the Father, by the power of the Holy Spirit, being able to bring his children, young lives, like our, our teenagers in our youth group, bringing them back to a place of a right relationship with God. Because sin came and broke down that relationship of family and of fathering and of mothering into those young children. And they're coming here and they go, what is this? They're not running into religion. They don't want religion, but they certainly want an experience. Oh, my God, I feel nourished. I feel protected. I feel like I'm loved on it. What's this lavish love? What is it? Man, I feel like this could do me some good. I feel like I could, man, I think I could live life like this, being encouraged like this. This is awesome. 
I think I could play soccer if I have someone on the sideline barracking for me and blessing me. I think I can do this. That's what youth are coming to SG Youth for. They're not coming here for religion or theology or something, although they need that later. But they're certainly coming from this great revelation of the Holy Spirit of the Father. Who believes that? I read this as a commentary. Well, I read this. Uh, like, like These great attributes of God, the Father, are ours to abide from, imbibe from, and are imp- imperative to mature as sons of God. And there's bunches of scriptures with every adjective, with every description I'll give here, but I haven't got time for that. But it, it, look, God is our perfect Father, it says. It's described in Scripture. He is compassionate. He counsels. He protects. He is full of wisdom. He gives us rest. He is patient. He loves us. He gardens and prunes us. Like like some of these descriptions are probably the reason why we don't want to go to the Father as readily as we should. Gardens and prunes. Mm. He is righteous. He molds us. He makes us. He is eternal. He comforts us. He blesses us with every spiritual blessing. He is gracious and gives us peace. He is faithful. He corrects and He disciplines. That's one of the things the Father does. He disciplines us. Mm. He is is impartial. No favoritism. That's why we can approach God. Father God. We can approach Him. There's no... You know, favoritism. He provides and cares. He forgives. He is holy. He is true and just in judgment. And of course, you Bible college students, you'd understand that some of the Old Testament names of, of God the Father, El Elyon, the most high God, the ruler and possessor of heaven and earth, the one who is in charge. El Shaddai, the almighty, the all-powerful one, constantly meeting the needs of his children. I love that. Jehovah Shammah, Shama. I used to have a tongues that would come out like Shama, didn't I? Years ago, I'd go Shama, Maribedeshe, Lerebedesh, Shama. And I didn't know what I was saying, but eventually I realized, oh, it's one of the names of God, Jehovah Shama. The Lord is there. Hmm. Jehovah Shalom. The Lord is our peace. Jehovah Jireh. The Lord will provide us. Jehovah Rafi. The Lord will heal us. The Lord who heals us. Jehovah Rai, Rohai. The Lord, our loving, guiding shepherd. They say if we can have a right relationship for, for, with Father God, that our faith would bolster, and all of a sudden we just we just come into this whole new dimension of of maturity, of understanding that God is totally for us, that God wants to answer our prayers, that God wants to be so much part of our life and if we can if we can access if we can find that right relationship with our father god it's then when we start to grow up as men and stand up i believe there's a lot of immaturity in the body of christ even of men that are immature because they don't have that they've never had the fathering in the natural, but maybe they've not, they're definitely they've not had the fathering in the spirit. Because I believe Father God can man you up. I believe He does. 
I believe he mans you up. I believe if we have a right relationship with the Father, faith starts to happen in our prayer and in our belief of answered prayers. Matthew 7:11. If you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give good gifts to those who ask him? Man, see right there, God wants to give. If we as fathers want to bless our children, and I certainly knew, I knew my dad wanted to bless me, but at times he was so stingy, so resistant to bless us because he grew up through hard times and he thought kids shouldn't be spoiled. But I know at times, man, when love broke through and I got a, a train set or I got, you know, I remember I got a mini bike. I couldn't believe this. I used to dream of only having a mini bike. And in 72, 73, mini bikes were all the rage. Remember that? And I used to look at them in the paper and I go, oh my God, I would love a mini bike. Well, lo and behold, my dad bought me a new mini bike. It was like, what, what's wrong with dad? He's, 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 he's having a nervous breakdown. He's, something's wrong. But I think it just welled up this. I think it just welled up. He said, I'm going to bless my son. I'm going to show him my love. And it just happened. But that only happened every now and then. Sometimes I'd, I'd, I'd be so be patient and praying and for something I wanted. And he just never, he never came through. I remember waiting for him in the dark at night, waiting for him to come home. And I used to wait for him to come around the corner thinking he was going to come home with that special thing. And... I remember waiting three, four nights in a row, waiting in the dark, looking up at the stars, praying, God, let him come home. Let him come home with that gift. I really want it. I've prayed. And he never come home with it. But our Father is different than that. Our Father is a perfect Father who hears our prayer and wants to bless us with every good gift that we need. Faith in our prayer. Faith in answered prayer. Faith in receiving the Holy Spirit. Luke 11:13. Here's another version. If you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give the Holy Spirit? That's His ultimate gift. The Holy Spirit. How much more does He want to bless us with the Holy Spirit? The Father. Did you think you can give good gifts? My, my, my children... You should see what I want to give you. I want to give you the gift of the Holy Spirit. How about that? Faith is adopted sons. Romans 8.15 For you did not receive a spirit that makes you a slave again to fear, but you received the spirit of sonship. And by him we cry, Abba, Father. It's by the Holy Spirit that something happens on the inside to a tough man who's grown up without proper fathering, who's been kicked out of home. Boys don't cry, whatever. You leave home young, uh, young at heart, and you grow tough. And then somehow when you receive the Holy Spirit, something happens on the inside. And you go, oh my God. Abba, Father, Abba, Father. And right there is where a lot of men stop from being able to have a proper relationship with God. They see Jesus as the commander of the armies. Yes, I can see you. I'll follow you, yes. But ultimately, men and women have got to see Father and say, Abba, 
Father. And that takes an emotional response, not a saluting of Jesus and saying, I'm on your side. Let's take the bad guys on. Let's do this. Let's rock. We've got to be able to go to the Father and have that emotional response. Abba, Father. 1 John 3.1 How great is the love of the Father is lavished on us that we should be called children of God. And that is what we are. The reason the world does not know us is that it does not know Him. And I did have this uh, piece of commentary that goes like this. The truth is that God is our Heavenly Father and that we are His children. It's one of the greatest revelations in the New Testament. Wow, I didn't know that. Being a child of God is the highest privilege of our salvation. Being a child of God is the basis for our faith and trust in God and our hope of glory and the future as God's children. We are heirs of God and co-heirs with Christ. God wants us to be increasingly made aware through the Holy Spirit, the spirit of sonship that we are His children. The Spirit produces the cry, Abba, Father, in our hearts and gives us the desire to be led by the Spirit. Being a child of God is the basis for our discipline by the Father and the reason we, we live to please God. I think ultimately that's what stopped me sinning when I got saved ultimately was the notion, was the whole prospect of Father God and wanting to please Him. I think that pulled me up more than anything. And wanting to be led by the Spirit, Father God again, the fatherhood of God. Deuteronomy 131, the Lord your God carried you as a father carries his son all the way you went until you reached this place. Jeremiah 319, I thought you would call me father. Hosiah 11.4, I led them with cords of human kindness, with ties of love. Thank you, Father. 1 John 3.1, how great is the love the Father has lavished on us. Father... You are so for us and with us in every way. He wants to set us free. He wants to bless us. He wants to nourish us. He wants to protect us. Let's all stand. God bless you. He wants to absolutely bless us. Father, you have so many good thoughts towards us, so many good intentions towards us. You, God, you, Father God, love us unconditionally. You are not... You are not... A God, a Father that is unapproachable. You are not a Father that is so important that you are not to be disturbed. You are not a Father that is so gruff that, Lord, that we're afraid that you will manhandle us. But you are a Father that is kind and considerate and loving. So, Father, I stand, and let us stand this morning. Find rest, O my soul, in God alone. My hope comes from Him. He alone is my rock and my salvation. Let's lift our hands right now. He alone is my rock and my salvation. He is my fortress. I will not be shaken. My salvation and my honor depend on God. He is my mighty rock, my fortress, my rock, my refuge. Trust in Him at all times, O people. Pour out your hearts to Him.
for God is our refuge. Our response, Lord God, to you this morning is with great love. Our response to you is with worship because the Father seeks those who love Him and worship Him in spirit and in truth. So Lord, my heart inclines to you. My heart responds to you. My soul is counseled and loved and blessed and encouraged by you. Father, I commit my soul, my spirit, my body to you. Lord, in prayer, in worship and in love, I surrender myself as a child of God.